Hey, welcome to Founders Field Notes, the podcast where you can learn from founders on how to be a founder. I'm Jason Klug, founder and CEO of Klugonics Group and also serial entrepreneur. So this week we have our friend Sophia Opmanis from Moss and Fawn, founded it early 2018. It's a great story because we've been friends for a long time. So I've been watching her since she started and, and collaborating with her, and I'm just very impressed with where she's come as a founder. Some of the products that she's launched, she started with the Forage Feeder and has added many other products that are complementary to that original product, like the ice tray, the tethers, bibs, so on and so forth. So a lot of great products and a lot of success. And it's interesting to listen to the story about how she had many ideas and narrowed in on a product to focus on and finally launch a brand, which is her dream for a long time. Like the part of my journey that I wanted to start with in regards to Moss and Fawn is how I got started. So mm-hmm. I was doing Salesforce consulting, but like I was working with sales. So I was having to go and meet clients mm-hmm. and I was going to networking events. And yeah. one of the ones I went to was this kind of little entrepreneur pitch meetup in Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. And... That's where I met you. And so I remember going into it. And I've been doing this for like a few months now. And it's always kind of the same routine. Mm -hmm. And you just stood out because you kind of looked just like you do right now. You have the hat backwards and everyone's like super professional. And they're trying to pitch their businesses and trying to get investors. to boring. Yeah. And then I'm just, and everyone knew you too. So I walk into this event and everyone is just gravitating towards you like, oh, Jason Klug, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, I need to meet this guy. So I Don't walk over. Me. Huh? You're flattering me. Right well, this now. is what happened. Because wow. this has, I think this has an important part to the end of the story, which isn't flattering. So yeah. I'll get to that. <laughs> I guess that, that happens because the same people would go to those same events over and over again. Well, not necessarily because it was always a different group like pitching. Kind of. But, but it's like the, the investors same were the people. same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, anyways, I didn't know that. I know, but because I was new. I did. And so I walk in, I'm the new girl and I see everyone's like, oh, what's up, Jason? And you're like, hey, and super charismatic. And so I'm like, hey, I'm Sophia. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I can, you know, introduce you to some people or whatever. So, yeah, you kind of like took me under your wing and then I kept going to these meetups. They're like my favorite. Mm -hmm. And eventually I became friends with you. Mm -hmm. And I obviously, like, fit in with you and your friends mm-hmm. at these events versus all the other people totally. who were attending, so. Yeah, the, the um, fractional CFO consultants and the, you know, marketing consultants. And, yeah, and, like, They're bookkeepers. The everyone, bookkeepers, yeah. yeah, everyone's there to try and get business, which is what I was there totally. for, too, right? We're hanging out at these events, and I... You had a lot of ideas, I have yeah. So I didn't know always, what idea was the idea. Yeah, yeah, I think growing up, my mom would always joke and say, "Have you guys thought of any ideas that's gonna, you know, like make us rich? Like any inventions?" You know, she would always just kind of put that in my head. But I think as a kid, I was like really creative mm-hmm. and wanted to think of something so badly to mm-hmm. like get us out of our situation. I was like, "Oh, if I could just think." of a million dollar idea, like that'd be so fun. So I've always like wanted, I was always kind of led to believe that to be successful, you had to like start your own business. And so I always wanted that. And I really wasn't a great employee ever at any job I'd ever had. Like I'm super ADD, I love traveling, so I would take too much time off work all the time. And so I just knew- You worked at United for a while. Yeah. How long? 10 years. Well, because you got the benefits. Exactly. The benefits kept you there. Yeah. So, like, where are you? Oh, I'm in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. And I only flew first class. So, I yeah. would just go to the airport, not knowing where I was going. All I cared about was making sure I got first class. 52 countries later, I'm. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I love traveling. So, working a nine to five and having to stay put was not sense. an option for yeah. me. Yeah, I guess the so, consulting gig was flexible. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm going to these meetups, and the more I go to these events, I'm meeting more and more business owners, and the more I'm able to relate to them, and you being one of them. Wow, Jason's just like me, and look how successful he is. If he can do it, why can't I do it? ADHD and And just distracted. young, I think, like, young and yeah. fun, like, because I'm sure. so fun. And sure. So I... Uh, just felt like I related. You were super nice. You're like, let's sit down and like come up with an idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Design is the most important part. You know, I'm learning these things from you, mm. but I'm never... Did we talk about brand? I don't think we talked about branding. It was more about the design and being yeah. super unique. What year was this? I'm trying to think. 2017. 17, 18. When did you start no, Muslim Font? 18. So we okay. met in 2016 so or So right 17. as I was starting Durai too. I don't know. Yeah, I started Durai in 2018. Oh. I think we did it similar timing. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. you already had a Klugonics. Yeah, I had that since like 2014. Yeah. So yeah. you had a Klugonics and that is your design yep. firm, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's what we were meeting up about. Mm -hmm. And after however long you and I were friends for, Mm -hmm. one day I was like super excited, like, oh my gosh, how about this idea? And you looked at me and you said, you're like, you're just a entrepreneur. And I was like... You had too many ideas. Yeah. And I never, and I would never like pull the trigger on any of them, right? Because I was so... You had a lot of good ideas. It's not that you didn't have good ideas. You just didn't, you didn't take the next step. Yeah. Until the forage feeder. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And so then yeah. the day that you called me that entrepreneur, I was like, oh my gosh, Jason is right. Like, I'm just like all these other people who keep going to these meetups and wanting to, to do something since. and then they don't know. I like never <laughs> went to a meetup ever again. And I sat oh. down and I was like, I am yeah. going to start something. And so I was thinking of just anything, anywhere. And then this came into play when... One of my best friends mm-hmm. had a baby. Okay. She was visiting from out of the country. Yeah, from where? Australia. Cool. So she moved to Australia, and she was coming home back to Utah to visit her family, and she wants to go out and see her friends, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll babysit for you. Mm. You can go out tonight and go oh, see cool. everyone. So good observational research. And she comes over with, like, an arse, like two huge bags. Yeah. And I was like, is what? Like, there's that much product. Yeah. That. That's why I like baby products so much. I couldn't believe you it. You only use, like, a like maybe a quarter of what you get. And you uh, want. What I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you want, like, what's the best for your totally. child. Yeah. And you're going to get what's the best. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, all really important. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, like, babysitting. And I'm just, like, rifling through this bag. And I feel like one thing I learned about starting a business Mm -hmm. is if you can find a problem or if you can find a solution to a problem, Mm -hmm. you have a business, right? Yeah. And so I'm going through everything and I'm like, how can I make one of these products better than it already is? And so I had another idea first, which was a bottle. So at the time there was a collapsible water bottle that was like on the market that just hit the market. It was really popular. Yep. And so I was like, why isn't that exists for I think it Baby does bottles exist now. Now maybe, and yeah. so I was like, because they drink so many bottles, totally. Um, that they're just taking up space, so they yeah. should be. They should collapse Especially afterwards. On the go, you find something like this. Well, was it the one with the mesh? Exactly. Okay, so that made sense to me because the the like now having a baby, I wouldn't want them sticking fabric in their freaking mouth. There are so many things that are wrong with that design. Yeah. That I was like, I just hit the jackpot. So the first one is your baby. Like, what are what is his hand eye mouth coordinations like? Well, right now he's too young to. Yeah, he doesn't know. He he's like starting to see his hands, but none, right? Yeah. Okay, so if he but he's using a pacifier, right? Yes. So that thing falls out, and then and he can't put it back in his mouth. No, he doesn't even know what happened. He just starts crying. Since the day that they're born, they're using pacifiers. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So the design of mine has the silicone top. So once you give it to your baby, they know what it is like Mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. The mesh one would sag, like it doesn't retain its shape. So you put a banana in it, and it's like gonna hang off the side. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that was the second thing? Was the cleaning like? 
And the third thing was because you can't clean it, everyone was throwing it away. Yeah. The so whole thing or just my the little net? hippie heart like could not handle that. There's already, as I mentioned, so many products yeah. that people don't use, right? Mm-hmm. They just get thrown away. Yeah. They outgrow everything because they're growing so, so fast. fast. Yeah. So you get all this one month clothes mm-hmm. and it has tags on it and you don't even get around to using it. Right. So the number one thing that I wanted if I was going to start a business was I did not, I really wanted to be cautious of my environmental impact. I you didn't want have a plastic bag. Yes, to stay clean. I'm just kidding. Aren't you worried about cleanliness? I'm kidding. Um, okay, so then you found, you, the first idea was the forge feeder. Yeah. So it's basically that same thing, but with a silicone mouthpiece. Yeah. And things that has to, holes perforated in it so that the, the baby can chew on the silicone part and then the frozen food or whatever comes through the holes. Yeah. It's cute. It's and, got little, little ears on it. <laughs> so where did you find this? Like, what was the next step after you had the idea? Did you did you search around to find this already in existence and you sourced it? Did you no, create it? I had to create it. How? Well, the first, I wanted to go back to the design mm-hmm. because that was something that was pushed on me mm-hmm. by you Yeah. <laughs> before I started Moss and Fawn. And so I knew that the design of it was going to be super important. And so even the handle, the clasp, the top, like offering three different sizes because I wanted it to grow with your baby okay. yep. and not just thrown away after the first use yeah. was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have three different nipple sizes. Yeah. I did have flight benefits, right? Yep. So I went to China. That's right. I yeah. that. So I had no idea what I was doing. That was your first time in mainland China. It was not good. Yeah. Well, you've been, you've been to Hong Kong, which is totally different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I will. I you cross the border and you're like, oh, yeah, this is different. Very different, yeah. Yeah. And I've been all over the world. And I grew up in Argentina, so it's yeah. not that I haven't ever seen... What the world could be what like. What the world is like, yeah. yeah. But it was very, very, very different. It was something so different I'd ever seen before. But yeah, so I met with manufacturers there. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had you kind of explained what that was going to be like. They take you out to lunch. They give you a factory tour. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I wanted to get out of that was to make sure that it was fair, like, working conditions. Totally. That's, like, the most important thing I always look for. Yeah. 2019... I go back to China. Okay. I had two trips to China. But so the first trip you found a factory. Yeah. And then and we sat development. down. development. Uh-huh. Okay. And I I had a credit card with a $7,000 limit on it. Yeah. I'm still working for United Airlines. Yep. I'm no longer working for the consulting firm. Yeah. Thankfully, you had a good home arrangement with your, your apartment. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you had a good deal there. I had super cheap rent. I'm just a hustler. Like... Yeah. I would Airbnb my guest bedroom, yep. which sucked, like having strangers in your home. It's not like yeah, I had a separate apartment. You paid your rent. Then. Oh, yeah. yeah I would get my rent smart. paid. Yeah. I would get everything. So I'd always find a way to make a dollar. So, and I luckily already, like, you know, I was making $800 a month at yeah. United, so I knew how to budget. Yeah. I was, I didn't have any money to spend mm-hmm. to begin with. And so I have this credit card. And I'm talking to the factory, and they have those minimum orders, right? Because it's custom, it's not something that they're already offering. So I have to order a minimum quantity. With and them. make a tool. Uh huh. Yeah. So I literally spent seven. That was like exactly seven thousand dollars. Yeah. For my first order, I only had two colors, which was. I don't know if I have any. You do actually this gray one. Okay. So yeah. one of the first ones was the dew, and then yeah. the second one was the foliage. Looking at trends in 2018, mm-hmm. everyone either had gray flooring, gray curtains, like a cool totally. design, yeah. or they were into this like warm design, which is mm-hmm. the browns and the beige. And so that's why I decided on those two colors. Mm-hmm. Spending hours on Instagram, and I decided I'm going to do these two colors. Mm-hmm. It just felt safe to me. I really wanted to create a high-end brand. I wanted it to look nice. And... I wrote a business plan, which I have given that as advice to other people who want to start a business. I'm like, it really helped me because you have to, um, 
there's templates you can get for business plans totally. and you have to fill it out, right? It just forces you to think through yeah. everything. Yeah. Even though you might not look at it ever again. Yeah. And I've written like two business plans and it's funny to like look back at them because there's still like a lot of things that even eight years ago I still, you know, follow. Yeah. But... Yeah, it helps. Organize your thoughts. Yes. Which is good when you're ADHD. And anytime I suggest that to people who started businesses or told them I've done that, they, mm -hmm. like, laugh. They're like, oh, how, like, old school is that? And I'm I just mean, like, oh, okay, I just don't know what I'm doing. Day, yeah. You know? But in my business plan, one of the things is, you know, where do you see your brand? Mm -hmm. And I really want, like, I focused on Nordstrom. Like, yeah. and I wrote that down in my business plan. We'll I said that. one day... Yeah. I want to see my brand in Nordstrom. And yeah, so it's a great goal. I was like, what would look nice? And so mm -hmm. I came out with Moss and Fawn and that's So where did Moss and Fawn come from? So at the time, Fawn was very, very trendy at like the word the, the word. Yeah. But more than anything, like the actual animal, like a baby yeah. deer, right? So Yeah. And, and then you had the, the like little, patterns for their beddings, like artwork for the walls. Yeah. So I really wanted to use fawn and obviously fawn, everything was taken. So mm -hmm. I was like thinking logically, I'm like, what is another four letter word that works with fawn? And mm -hmm. I have this whole list of four letter words and I stumble upon moss and it turns out fawns eat moss. And there I was like, go. jackpot, yeah, babies a, eating out of their feeders. Name. Moss and fawn. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it looked really cute. And it does. I like the little. The, I really little wanted logo a really clean, too. simple logo that I could use mm -hmm. on its own. So mm -hmm. I designed that. And so then, what were some brands that you referenced that when you were designing it and coming up with it that you know inspired it? Like Honestly, stylistically, not. None. So there's nothing that on Instagram, for example, no. brand that you're like, okay, I like their style. No. So you just went straight off what you like. Everything on Instagram at the time was just like so girly or kid-like, yeah. and I didn't want that. I wanted something, again, like super high-end. Mm -hmm. Modern. Modern. Mm -hmm. um, the yeah. Fawn logo actually came from a horse logo that I'd seen. I was just Googling logos. Okay. I don't know what the brand was, but they had a similar like line art thing mm -hmm. for a horse. And I just tweaked it and changed it to be a fawn. Okay. And then... So product one, the yeah. forage feeder. Yes. And again, um, trying to really offset my footprint, I didn't want packaging. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, I originally had cotton bags that they came in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so you couldn't even see what the product was. Right. You, well, you were only direct consumer. I was, yeah. So, like, but point, I have these Nordstrom dreams. So, right. I mean, you started with that, which is good, and then eventually you. I remember when you came out with the packaging. So, well, let's talk about the the first order. So, twenty early twenty nineteen when you placed your first order, then. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Eighteen. So you. So placed your order in 2018 or 2018, in 2018, I design my brand. I come up with the idea. Yeah. I design my logo. Yeah. I pick the do and the foliage colors. Mm -hmm. um, I'd already visited the factory. Mm -hmm. I put Favorite in my first website. order with my credit card. Yeah. And I get my first order delivered to my house. Yep. And uh, fast I, I ordered those cotton bags separately. Yeah. And so then at home, I'm like putting everything in these bags. Mm -hmm. I order boxes. Luckily, I have another friend, Jason, who mm -hmm. owns SmartShip. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, I'll gift you a printer, which th those thermal printers are so expensive. Like, like five, eight, eight, yeah, yeah. five to thousands of dollars, True. right? Yeah. So he gifts me one, which I'm like, how lucky. So I have you as a mentor. I have my other friend, Jason, helping me get my home warehouse set up. Mm -hmm. um, I luckily already had experience, I guess, with like the website. So I, I figured out how to use Shopify. I designed right. my own website. I did and all Shopify my own photography. Really nice to work with. It is. Yeah. Yes. Especially like first time building when it's not. Yeah. I mean, it takes time to like figure it out, but you know, definitely yeah. maneuverable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I did all my own photography. 
And, and then, at the same time, you're already posting and building an Instagram following. So what I did was a teaser account. Like, I secured the handle, mm-hmm. and then it just had my logo with, like, six, if you can imagine, like, those yeah, like that. six little squares, and it mm-hmm. said Moss and Fawn. And in the title, it said, Coming Soon, Looking mm-hmm. for Influencers. It's a b- new baby brand, Coming right. Soon, Looking for Influencers. Smart. And people were so excited. I started getting tons of followers. They had no idea what it was. They didn't know if it was clothing, mm-hmm. food, my product. Like, I had no idea. It was literally so just many, the logo. How many followers did you get with that? A few hundred. And then okay, I started reaching start. out to the followers I had and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm ready to launch soon. Can I send you some product? And if you like it, post it. But, like, no obligations, you know? Totally. And so... Well, it's, a lo- it's a low enough cost item where that's totally worth the investment. Yeah. So and at the time... How many did you set aside? to do that with? I honestly do not remember. Like a hundred or something? No. Not even? Not even. Like okay. 10, So very, very low cost investment. Yeah. To reach a few thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know to today how I succeeded. Like, yeah. so I send a few people. Yeah. And then they post me mm-hmm. and the next thing I know, I have a thousand followers. Yeah. And my first month in business, I did three thousand dollars in sales. That's that's a great start. And how much was my investment? Yeah. What? Seven K. Yeah. Other than your, I guess your trips were free. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the the factories to put you up in a hotel? No. 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 Should have. I got a free meal though. Hey. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> they usually put you up in a hotel. Okay. Um, so that that's a that's a great organic. That's a good note, an organic way to, to build and launch a brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do, but it's like if you can get interaction with people that have anywhere from like 1,000 to 5,000 followers, like the micro-influencers, uh-huh. then they're very approachable and would appreciate free product versus the people that have 20, 30, you know, 100,000 where they're going to ask for too much. Or, well, the other crazy thing, too, I think was the timing. Like back in 2018... Mm-hmm. Influencers were just starting to start charging. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were still just stoked to get free product. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky with that, too. And so in 2018, I started in November. So we're in November right Black now. Friday. Right after, yeah. Like you started right after Black Friday? Mm-hmm. But I didn't do a Black Friday. Right. So my first month in business in 2018 was just, like, my sales just of December. Mm-hmm. And so... And then it's when been did you four years items, this month. Is it even today? I don't have my phone. So like four years ago, I started Moss and Fun. That's great. Yeah. So then what was the, um, when did you receive your order? It was, oh, months prior, but I was too scared to launch. Okay. I was like so insecure. So I was like, there's prepping. no way this is going to work. It was just sitting. You're being an entrepreneur again. I was being a entrepreneur, <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah. I... It, I was ready to start my business in probably May of that year. Yeah. And I didn't. What? Why? I was just so scared. And I was like, what oh. What were you afraid of? That I just wasn't ready. I was like, I'm too scared to launch. And then it fails. Like, I need to make sure that I'm really ready. And I just didn't until someone was like, just do it right now. And yeah. I did. It was super well, why, random. Wh- I was like on a road trip. And I like just hit go live. And I was so what did scared. did you hit go live to your website? Uh-huh. Like it so was what, what hidden like by a password until would you would you go back and change that? Um, I still struggle with my anxiety today oh, with yeah. like being unsure of myself mm-hmm. and like ordering enough product, right? This is an issue I still have today. Like I'm sold out all the time. I know. All the time. I know. And it's because I still am scared that my business is going to fail. It's not. You're doing great. <laughs> You, you need an so operator. that I don't know if I would like go back and change it. It's not something I think I'm. I'm just like wow. I'm glad I was pushed yeah. to just go live that yeah. day. Yeah. So you pushed the button live. When did your first sale come through? Um, I texted a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I did it. Like, go order. And more than anything, because I wanted them to test the website and totally. make sure it was working. See how the fulfillment. Give works, me some feedback. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I wrote the Instagram people, and I said, go ahead and post. I just went live with my website. Okay. And the sales started trickling, and I was getting, like, three orders a day. So November you did 3K? No, it was, like, December, December, yeah, because it was, like, the very last two days of November. Yeah. 
Um, so that's exciting. And then 2019 was my first full year, and I didn't do any ad spend. At right. All. Not a single I remember that. dollar. But so you got your first order. How many units did you order? Um, I had to order 6,000. So you ordered 6,000 units. Correct. How long did it take you to sell through those? Um, I don't know. It's been so long. I'd have to look. Well, when do you think you made your next order? I honestly don't remember. summer, wasn't it? I would, I would say it was towards the end of, it took, I'm pretty sure it actually took me a whole year to get rid of that inventory. Yeah, but I mean, that's a good number of units. Like 6,000 units is a pretty decent amount. Yeah. And I yeah. only had two products. So how funny is that? Like I start this brand mm-hmm. that I only have one product and two variants. Yeah. But that's normal, right? Usually that's the way to go. I don't think so as much for a baby product. Like yeah. normally it's a whole line of products. There's well, other products or other brands that came out. You have to go yes. into it with. Yeah. You know? But like if you're going the lean approach, it's not bad to start with one product. Yeah. I mean, look at Busy Baby. She started with, you know, Beth had just the Busy Baby mat. And now she's got a whole slew of products and she keeps adding more. But yeah. it's like, I mean, I think she just sold the Busy Baby mat for the first, at least the first year. Yeah, I guess I was comparing myself to other Instagram brands that were coming out at the time, and they were basically little baby shops. Like, they had tons of products, and they were just starting. Yeah, (laughs) and I was, like, the first brand that was making baby things cute. Like, I was choosing these gender-neutral, on-trend colors, Mm -hmm. and it was crazy to see that change, like, overnight like all of a sudden a year later mm-hmm. everyone was doing it yeah, I mean, and I was just one of the first people to be on that yeah and I've seen other brands that already existed then switch over to that those colors like my colors are everyone's using the colors that I've chosen now. yeah I mean the biggest thing is it's it's like at the end of the day the person you're targeting is the parent yeah and it's like the parent's opinion on color and aesthetic has not always been, you know, focused on in the toy and baby industry. It's always been like what they, the baby is going to like the most. Yeah. At the end of the day, the parent has to stare at it <laughs> and react to it. Yeah. So I think it's a good trend. You were not still doing organic marketing, influencer-based marketing. Yes. Yes. I did. Inf- so when? So I did influencer-based marketing for, I mean, I'm still doing it today. Of course. Like I relied on that solely in 2019. I didn't have yeah. any money to do ad spend. So I'm like paying off this credit card. Mm-hmm. And luckily in my third month in business. And you're still working for United? Yes. Yep. Yes. I Side work- hustle. Yeah. Big yeah, one. Fulfilling out of your back room. <laughs> really staying safe with that right? was salary. It, was it still an Airbnb at the time or was that your back room, your fulfillment center? Um, had an office and I had a warehouse in my house. So it was a yeah. three bedroom. So yeah. it was my bedroom and then the warehouse and my office. Mm-hmm. And then eventually my garage, luckily I had one, <laughs> turned right. into more storage and it was like, floor to ceiling in boxes. Yeah. But yeah, so 2019, third month, and I paid off my credit card. That's pretty good. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Especially like I was making $800 a month at the time and I was comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So to be making this kind of money, I, which was 3000 a month, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my goodness. I yeah. hit the freaking jackpot. Like <laughs> dinner's on me, guys. Drinks are on me. Like yeah. I made it. You Where'd know, the money go. I remember when you had that conversation with me. Where's my money? Yeah, yeah. You're like, where'd my money go? Where's all my money? All this money's coming in. It's gone. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, yeah it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're constantly spending money on making money. So mm-hmm. I'm spending more money on packaging and shipping mm-hmm. and buying printing labels mm-hmm. and office supplies like I'm having to get a desk I'm having mm-hmm. to get shelving storage like were you doing the more you grow paid, the more you, ways you find to spend money were so, you doing paid content creation at the time or were you still kind no. of doing that organically so still to today I've never done paid influencer okay. so I UGC. really want organic 
content. Like I want people today. to talk about what they want, like what yeah. they like. I don't want to be paying someone. So I've seen those ads on Instagram and I myself skip through it. I'm like, I yeah. know this person is making money off of it and they're not, you know, they're not genuinely obsessed with this product. Like dry ads. But more yeah. than anything, like I really wanted to pride myself in people actually genuinely love my product. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest reason I have it is I don't want anyone finding out I paid someone to post about me because that's yeah. not the truth. The truth is that people get in the mail, they get so excited and it's a pain point too. Like your baby's teething, they're fussy, they're crying and mm. you're tired and you don't know how to make your baby feel better. Yeah. And they're pulling at their ears and they're just like, there's nothing you can do to comfort them. And so when you find something that works and you your baby see, loves you it and you see the relief, it. they're like, every mom needs to have this. Like, I, you know, you don't want to be using Aura Gel. You don't want to be using those amber necklaces that are like a choking hazard. Mm -hmm. So then you finally find something that's like natural, right? You're using frozen breast milk. It's something that your baby already knows how to use, which is a pacifier. Mm -hmm. It's just a win-win. And so that's the content. So when did you start that's doing God. paid ads? Um... Was that 2019? It no, it was 2020 during the pandemic. Really? Yeah. So I, it was, so in 2019, so that New Year's, the 2020 New Year's, right. I needed a dress for my New Year's party I was going to. Oh. So I'm, <laughs> I Google New Year's Eve dresses. Within an hour, I get hit with ads on my Instagram about yeah. dresses. And yeah. I was just like, what the heck? Yeah, that's how they work. I understand that. But this one company specifically, I got hit with their ads immediately. Yeah. And so I reached out to them. I said, hey, I'm a baby company, so I'm not a competitor. Mm -hmm. I sell, I have nothing to do with like clothing. Yeah. Um, could you please refer me to your marketing team because their ads work. Like I got hit immediately. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dress companies out so there. Yeah. What are the chances that their ad hit me? Yeah. That fast. Yeah. And so I was just like, I want them. And Power so, of a pixel. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And so she was like, oh my gosh, I have nothing but good things to say about them. I'll give you their info. So she like introduced us. And at first, I think I was spending like 500 or or $1,000. A month? Yeah. If that. Oh, wow. That's yeah. even like hard to capture data at that Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they cost so much Agency-wise. Yeah, agency-wise, every month was really expensive. Yeah. And they're like, we promise, you know, you'll make your money back. It does take time to build. You have to be like, you know, it takes like three months at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing so well. Yeah. With my influencer marketing at 3000 a month. Like, I don't yeah. need any of this. But it's worth to diversifying. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Because it, it starts to piggyback on your influencer marketing. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I don't... It's not that I didn't... I'm, understand that it's just that i was just like i can't comprehend spending that yeah. kind of money because well you i've built never thing, been around that kind of money you built it in a very frugal fashion and yes. i feel like ad spend very is always like the first like thing that is hard for a frugal founder to do so then now i'm starting to get ripped off so mm -hmm. as soon as i start pushing ads i start having all of these people copying me totally stealing my idea doing kind of they're even it, i always looked at it that way yeah it's frustrating but flattering at the same time totally it's so yeah. frustrating but at the same time you're like obviously i'm doing something right yeah if they're wanting to come after me and it's so bad that in the search engine on amazon if you type in moss and fawn which well, i am not on amazon you should be i know but i, I we, this is literally the point <laughs> i got to with the rye where that's when we put it in and it immediately added to our sales and we didn't lose any website sales. I just... But but the reason why is I'm because... I'm so conflicted on Amazon as a company. That's why I, I hear there. you. It's not about money for me. I'm still not money driven. I hear you, but you're basically like losing, you know, extra sales that are just I get there. this beat into me by all of my business entrepreneur friends. Mm -hmm. I and know I, this. But you, you realize I, I held use. out. We, we held out for years with... Yeah. dry and then we got it on there and the only reason i am currently considering it yeah is for brand protection exactly that's so the reason why it's hurting people you the are most using is, my brand name yeah, exactly. to sell their crappy 
Because people go products. and see your ad, yes. then they go on Amazon yes. and they search Moss and Fawn. Yes. And that search volume is searchable by all the knockoffs. Yes. And then they know it's a, you know, that term is being searched and then they reuse it. Yes. But, you know, if you're on there, they're going to buy the original yeah. over the knockoffs if you're there. I don't want to spend money on ads, but I'll go that. and spend money to make sure my product is safe because the last thing I ever want to happen is to have mm-hmm. to harm a child. Yeah. But these other companies, like, you don't have to have testing done to be on Amazon. You don't have to do anything. And so all of these companies are just riding my moss and fawn wave, but selling really poor quality products. I think you should do it and you will not regret it. It adds so much more, like, sales. I will for brand protection. Brand protection. That's what you you have to look at. That's the only reason I'm going to do it. Because people will search moss and fawn more and more and more. The more you grow your Shopify store the more people are looking for you on Amazon. Yeah. And, and the more I've become friends with another business owner um, in the baby sector who also was fighting it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many knockoffs of her brand yeah. that she had to. And she's the one who's told me, it's like, it's for brand protection. We get yeah. to control the market. And, that and plus, you don't have to do the fulfillment for it. You just ship it's your like, Yeah, your that's not why I would boxes. do it. For brand protection, I'll do it. But yeah, not you ship for... your boxes and then they take care of it. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that is on the horizon, but I'm so busy doing other things. And I know. And then, you know, you've got Nordstrom. Yeah. So you achieved your goal. So I'm still a one man band. I'm just. You have warehouse helpers, right? Well, when Nordstrom reached out, I didn't yet. Yeah. So I'm still doing everything by myself. You were were doing e-commerce Nordstrom in 2021. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So they emailed me. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I wake up, drink my coffee. Very exciting. I check my email and I have an email from a Nordstrom buyer mm-hmm. reaching out to me saying, hey, we love your products. Would you be interested in working with Nordstrom? And I'm like, immediately turning around like, what? Like, has, is anyone seeing this right now? Like, this is yeah. amazing. Very and I exciting. like took a screenshot, like posted it on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So all my friends and family can see. I was like, I am so over the moon right now. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, of course. Like, I'd love to work with you. And then, yeah, I put in my, that was my very first, like, retail. I've been working with other boutiques all over the world. I sell a ton of product to Korea, Mm -hmm. France, Canada, Mm -hmm. the United States. Uh, But it was my first, you know, like, big box. Big box. Yeah. And there's so much you have to learn there. So then that was so painful, learning what an EDI is, learning what... How to create a catalog, like yeah. all of these things. It was so hard. But now um, you're physically in stores. I'm in stores. I'm online. How many stores? Um, so they do a tier thing. Mm-hmm. The saddest thing is I'm we're in Salt Lake City, Utah, right? Cool. And I would think that that's like a big baby market for them. But the Salt Lake Nordstrom is like a tier four. So it's like uh, a very, they don't the make very much Creek? money. Yeah. Huh. So it's going to be a while till it hits here, which bums me out because yeah. I'm so excited. So I'm in all of the big Nordstrom, which is Dallas is our number one. And then it would oh. like New York. The other biggest one is Hawaii, which is funny. What? Yeah. So Honolulu, Hawaii is one of their top stores because wow. they get so many international tourists there like Japan. Oh, interesting. And they love designer. Yeah. So they go to Nordstrom in Hawaii. That's cool. Yeah. So anyways, it'll be a long time till we see it in stores in Salt Lake, which is a bummer because it's not like a very important store for them. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just crazy the, because the that was literally the only name I put on my business plan back in 2018 mm-hmm. being like, I want to be Nordstrom. I never actually believed it would happen ever. I never really, really thought I would be in there. I thought I would be selling at boutiques around Salt Lake City for the rest of my life. Like, no, I never thought it would be that big. And I, yeah. and on top of it, like they reached out to me. Yeah. Cause I didn't know how to contact a buyer. Like I still don't know how to do That's that. That's great. Stuff. Okay. So let's talk about where e-commerce is at now then. Um. So like you're spending 500 bucks a month. Are you spending that daily now? Probably. Yeah. 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 And what are you doing about your stock house? So you're not always stocked out. You don't really have an operations hire yet. Do you? No. That, that, that will help with your stock outs. Yeah. So like a director of ops that is watching your inventory and your cycles, your purchasing, your projecting. Yes. 
you know, because I need like, oh, so I have much units help. Left. I oh, better yeah. order. I feel like the it's just being responsible for someone else's salary again. Yeah. Like my freaking anxiety is through the roof. Yeah. And even my assistant, like she had another job. Yeah. And she quit to come work for me, and that was so stressful. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, but what has happened? Working since for me is your side on. hustle. Like, stay with the salary job that you have. Like, I don't want you to take a risk on me. Yeah, but then they become a bottleneck. Well, you do need them. Yeah. So she did quit her job and she works for me now full time. And you need her. And I need her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm learning how to be a leader. That's something else that I never had to do before. So Mm -hmm. there's so many things with owning a business that you're always doing. And it's like, yeah, learning how to manage inventory. But I also need to learn how to manage my employees and how to communicate efficiently to them. And that's something that I really struggle with, even in friendships, Mm -hmm. is I'm just people like love or hate that about me Mm -hmm. as a friend. So imagine yeah. being like my employee yeah. and I'm like, you know, like your no. life is dependent, like your salary is dependent on my attitude, you know? Yeah. And I have so many friends who are like, I love that you're so brutally honest. Like, I love that you're blunt. Yeah. I love these qualities about you. And that's why you're a good friend to me. Mm-hmm. But those might not translate great as a leader, you know? And so yeah. I'm like reading tons of books right now and working with friends though. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. Like, they're people I know through people or know of. You know, Mm -hmm. like, my assistant is someone I've been friends with, but it's not like we hang out ever. Right. Um, Like acquaintances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So I knew about her, and that made me feel good about hiring her, because I was like, oh, I know that you're a kind person. I know that, Mm -hmm. um, and I needed someone for customer service, right? So I was like, oh, I think that she has all of the qualities that mm-hmm. I need to run my Instagram and my customer service. Mm-hmm. And she does. She's so nice. Like That's the way great. she communicates to my customers. So you took the leap and it worked out. Yeah. And she took the leap too, right? She yeah. quit. So now um, operations wise. I still, I can't. Like I do to. everything. I know. And so it's also so hard to hire someone because no one cares about your brand the way that you do. And I know you know that mm. you hire people and they will, they'll never work as hard as you will work Yeah, but because like, it's just their paycheck where for you, it's like, oh, it's a lot more. But that's like that right there, that mindset and mentality as a leader is a, a huge bottleneck for founders. It is. Yeah. And because you know, I do so much already yeah. all the time and I'm so busy. So yeah. to stop and even with my assistant, to stop and have to take time out of my day to train her mm-hmm. puts me behind because I have so much work that I'm yeah. not doing because I'm spending so much time training her right now. And that's the other thing is like, how do I hire someone and t- like tell them which hat to wear? Because I, I have hire so someone many. better than you. Yeah, I would you love to, but need... I feel like all the people who I who are those people are doing pretty good. They don't well, yeah, me. but I mean, operations, you want them to check their ego at the door. Right? Like, I wish I could hire you. No. <laughs> no way. Like, I'm not an operations person. I'm surrounding myself with operations people. Yeah. Because I can't do operations. So... Because you need, you need someone that's bringing you the numbers and all the data and information that gives you the ability to make better decisions. Yeah. And then also, like, inventory. Like, you can't do all the things you're doing and then properly track your inventory and projections. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, you'll hire an operations person that's working on all that stuff. Yeah. And then what will end up happening is because you're going to have less stockouts, you're going to be making more money. And then that by the that will pay for them yeah. immediately. And I do have someone on my team right now mm-hmm. who is amazing and is helping me mm-hmm. with my confidence in that because um, and helping me uh, do projections and plan for inventory. But the biggest problem is that I wasn't I am like haven't been able prior to hiring this person who I've only been working with for like two months now and mm-hmm. um, wasn't able to comprehend how fast I was growing yeah you're growing so, you're growing fast and you have a lot of profit yeah and when so you showed me your books I was like Sophia whoa yeah whoa it's really great but so you're you're like flatline growth and you really could yeah you really could go up. yeah but you know so like I'm used to ordering X amount. Yeah. And so then in three months, I'm like, oh, I'll just go to that amount again. And it's like, 
you don't sell that much in three months anymore. You sell that much in one month. Exactly. Now. That's the hardest thing. I mean, even. And so then I'm constantly playing catch up because yeah. I have all of these orders that are still not big enough and are still not big enough. Yeah. And so the person who I've been working with now, who is amazing, mm-hmm. he was referred to me through a, that another uh, really successful baby brand. Mm-hmm. Her name is Summer with Baby Bling. Okay. She's been in business for 17 years. Wow. She's amazing. Like she's who I want to be when I grow up. That's great. She's so, so she's a great mentor. Yeah. Advisor. And, That's great. Um, I was telling her how, you know, I was just like, I don't understand. Like earlier you mentioned like, where'd my money go? Like, yeah. I don't know where my money goes. Yeah. I just spend money on what I need to spend for my business. And I don't understand how I'm, my numbers are just so off. Right. Yeah. So she's like, Oh, you need to work with this guy. So she yeah. referred him been working with him and he's so great. And, um, he's like, yeah, he's definitely going to get my inventory yeah. situation under control. Finally. Yeah. Versus short term, like reactionary decisions. Yeah. You need totally. long term yeah. and goals. Yeah. And, ready, aim, fire. Uh-huh. And know? like, yeah. Okay. Like this is how much you do need, but how about we order 30% more because let's make it a goal to sell 30% more. Yeah. And, and so more than anything, it's nice to have someone managing my books mm-hmm. and really explaining things to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So today, currently I'm working on being a better leader and mm-hmm. creating better tools to help my employees succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, because You're if so they're succeeding, I know, then That's I can awesome. start focusing on my stuff instead of constantly being like, hey, was this done? Was this done? Mm-hmm. Do you need help with that? You know, so mm-hmm. well, one of my other friends, his name is Parker. He owned his own business mm-hmm. and he recommended a book that I just really read last night. And it's so good. What and was it? Just how to communicate to yeah, your... Yeah, what's the book? I don't know. I think how to use words or something. I forgot what it's called. It's how to use a... words? Yeah. So I think it's called like... How to win friends and influence people or something? No, 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 no. It's this tiny little like manual. It's just okay. this tiny book. It's really cool. great. How to phrase things to get what you need out of someone. Mm-hmm. So sounds very similar. Yeah, I don't I wish that's great. I'd have to no, look that's it up. good. But, so you're really doing a lot of self-improvement. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel good about that. I do, yeah. yeah a lot of self-improvement. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so good. How I communicate with people, yeah. how I handle my stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um which can be tough how I manage my time. Craziness of a yeah. startup. And I love Moss and Fawn. I love my brand. I love my job. I love it so much that I get consumed by it. Yeah. I can easily work 13, 18 hours a day on my brand because I just get so excited. No. Which is awesome. Yeah. Still 100% owned by me, funded by me. Yeah. Um, It is really nice to not have to deal with that because there's so much other stuff that I am still focusing on. You can grow organically. Yeah. Um, stay profitable but that is something i'm really interested in learning about yeah i would when the time comes you you'll have no problem because of the story you can tell about your founding and how you got to where you're at yeah yeah play people will trust me with their money (laughs) yeah yeah i understand that there's so much more potential for Mm -hmm. this brand definitely um another thing that really holds me back too is that i don't like being a consumer myself and i don't Mm -hmm. really want to create a brand that's just People are just buying stuff to just buy stuff. Mm -hmm. So every single thing that I do, Mm -hmm. I put a lot of thought into, like, how can this be used for at least a year? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So like this, right, has the three different sizes. So it's used for at least a year. My clips grow with your baby. Mm -hmm. The bib um, has adjustable snaps, but it also is versatile. So you can use it as a burp cloth when it's unfolded, Mm -hmm. a bib. And then I'm hoping that by the end of its lifetime, when it, your baby outgrows it, that you can still use it as like a rag or something, you know, it's like still yeah. something that, and then also it's linen, so it's going to biodegrade. And my ice trays, once your baby isn't using them anymore, like it's still an ice tray. True. It's a really, really a high nice, quality nice ice tray. Ice yeah, tray. Yeah. The so, metal ring and all that good uh-huh, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's a metal rim that no one else is doing right now. Yeah. Um, it's really sturdy. It's such a nice ice tray yeah. designed by just the best designer out there. Yeah, that's funny <laughs> that I designed and engineered that. It is. That's like one of the last products I did that. Yeah. 
now my team does it all. I don't get to do it anymore. Um, I knew I wanted the metal rim and I told you the size mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I wanted them sideways and you were like, no, no, let's mm -hmm. do it this way. Yeah. So now Worked it just out. looks like little cow udders. <laughs> they look like cow udders? I think so. And it's upside down. Yeah. But they fit in the little. They fit into all three of the sizes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like fully like cylindrical is that the word yeah instead of the my idea was it would be like half a cube right right so yeah very high quality again it'll be used forever and so yeah there's everyone's like why don't you do this product and i'm like because so many other brands are doing that mm -hmm. and i don't want to just create more just to make more like i'm yeah. still again not money driven mm -hmm. i just really want a product that people will love and that mm -hmm. they'll use for a long time and I want, you know, even my packaging. So my cousin, Lucy and Chris in Argentina, mm -hmm. I was so lucky that they just happened to come visit me in the United States for three months. And they're so talented. So he helped me. I was like, this is how I want it's the box. Really this nice is how I want looking. the graphics. Yeah. He like hand drew the little hand, the baby holding the feeder. Yeah. Right next to me. It was like just the best situation. A pear or whatever that is. What is that? A squash? Um, there's a squash, there's an avocado, avocado, strawberry. He drew all of those. Um, but I really wanted paper packaging. Yeah. And as you know, when things come from overseas, they get smashed. You know, we mm -hmm. see videos all the time of like even UPS and FedEx kicking boxes around. Totally. So when these come to me, like they were smashed to smithereens. Yeah, especially air freighting them. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to continue to change the box and change the box until I finally like came up with these little tabs on the side so that it won't pop up and yep. has less damage. But everyone's like, just do plastic, duh. And I'm like, no, no, no. I can't. No, I like, plastic doesn't smash. Plastic doesn't You just get, throw it right in the freaking You throw recycling. it in your compost. Yeah, yeah, so it's recycled paper and printed a soy ink. So you mm -hmm. can just put it in your compost. Wow, soy ink. So fancy. I know. Um, and then, yeah, even like we changed the design of the bottom of the box. It used to just have a tab that folded in and it was yeah. constantly popping open, which then would collapse the box and it would get damaged. Mm -hmm. So tons of engineering with the just the box alone. And it's because I refuse to use plastic. Like I really wanted paper. And I continued that with all the other packaging, which And then you but this this also presents well on a shelf. Yeah. In Nordstrom. Hopefully. Yeah. Well I mean yeah, but they're reordering, right? The, yeah, I guess they're on shelves, but yeah, yeah they they reorder with That's me. so good. Um so you've hit a lot of goals. Yeah. So what's next? What are the next goals? Well, right now, like I said, I'm working on being a better leader. Yeah. So, so then I like can a, hire more people goal, right? and make sure that we're all working really well together. Yeah. Um, I'm working on my inventory right now is mm -hmm. something I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I mean, I have other products I want to launch. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So you've made, had a lot of transitions this year. Yeah. 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 Moving into the warehouse yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's always so much to do. And that's mm -hmm. what I love about my job is like, I just get so excited because I'm ADD. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not doing the same thing every day. Like totally. every day I'm learning something so different and so new. It's whether a it's fire to put out. Like learning about my finances, learning how to yeah. communicate with my employees, learning how to manage this warehouse. Yeah. How am I going to organize the warehouse? Yeah. How am I, like what type of size boxes do I need to order, right? Because yeah. now I have more products I need to adjust like the box that it gets shipped out in, you know, yeah. um, and fine tuning that. So I don't have 50 different sizes. Like I only want to have three size options. So mm -hmm. there's just always something that I get to work on and I love it. Love it, love it. Love it. Love it. I mean, that's like what drives people to be an entrepreneur is the excitement of all those things. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's not just the money. It's like, you have to like that part of it. And then there's always the reward at the end, right? Like yeah. even fine tuning my packaging into getting it to three sizes. I'm mm -hmm. like, whoa, it worked. Yeah. Like every single order has fit into one of those three sizes. Yeah. Love it. Next challenge, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Reward. Mm -hmm. Next thing. Yeah. So what, what are your, what are your main field note takeaways from this conversation? Um, so with the field notes, for your listeners, right, is to help them figure out what they need to yeah. fine tune for their business ideas. Maybe. Think about when you were a, a new founder and you were handed a notebook 
that had notes that people wrote down that would help you be a founder, a better founder early on, what would you want that notebook to say for them? You know, maybe three takeaways. Okay. So one of the keys to my success, Mm -hmm. I believe is my branding. Mm -hmm. And so like you've mentioned, when your clients come to you for design, right? They have just product ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's what I had too, Mm -hmm. but how do you separate your product idea in this market, right? Um, And anytime anyone asks me what they should do to start their business, I Mm -hmm. always tell them to make sure they focus on the branding because even with us as consumers, right? Like there's how many shoes out in the world, Totally. but you're going to trust that brand. Yeah. And so that was the one thing that I really focused on was I wanted to build a really strong brand that people could trust. So, Mm -hmm. And what does that entail? Because people, a lot of times, like we talked about earlier, it's just a logo, right? That's what they think about, but it's more than that. It's like how you present yourself, Mm -hmm. the content you create, how you communicate to your customers, um, how you present your product, all that stuff and how it's all tied together. Yeah. And the experience when you receive your package Yes, you know, that was like a big one for it, me. Yeah. You know? And then like, but also going <laughs> back to like when you first capture their attention to when, you know, you're they're looking on your website through your product to hitting submit order, yeah. then receiving the package. Mm-hmm. And then after they've received the package, how they're interacted with as a customer after they've used your product. Yeah. I mean, that whole story and that whole process is part of the brand. Yes. And people don't get that. Yeah. And it's a, it's probably the, I think the most important thing because there's like jokes out there, right? You can sell a rock, like a pet rock, right? Mm -hmm. But it's all about the marketing and the branding that comes behind that. Mm -hmm. So no one's going to know that you have a great product without having a really strong brand. Mm -hmm. So they won't come back either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all of the people who are ripping me off right now on Amazon, they're, they don't have a strong brand, but they honestly don't need one because they're just on Amazon, but it's like, Oh, Jason, that's an amazing feeder. Where did you get it? And you would just say Amazon. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't say moss Moss and pond. Yeah. And so that's what I've really worked on. And it worked right. Like Nordstrom Mm -hmm. reached out to me and they were like, we love your product, but it's mainly because of my brand. Cause at the time that Nordstrom reached out, I already had about like probably a hundred different knockoffs. Yeah out there. Do you they think didn't... the buyer was targeted by an ad and that's how they found you? I don't know how it, that's, it happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how it worked with Shark Tank. Yeah. They're customers. And then, yeah. you know, with, uh, when Shark Tank reached out to me, it was the executive or the casting producer for Shark Tank mm-hmm. was like, Hey, we're so interested in your brand. Would you like to be on the show? Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this scam like I felt like it was a scam too when we yeah. got hit up yeah I was like there's no way that they would reach out to me because there's mm. you know they get 50,000 applicants a year why yeah. are they scouting so um I wrote her and I was like yeah of course I'm interested but how did you hear about me and she's like I'm pregnant and okay. I saw one See? of your ads on Instagram that's funny the, a and lot of I decision makers are our customers that mm-hmm. make, yeah. um, but a good brand lured in at the end of the day right yeah 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 back to the brand okay so big feel no brand Brand. And the value of it. Uh huh. Okay. What else? Being able to be told no, like a lot and continuing. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I have that I don't see in a lot of other people. Like mm-hmm. it's really hard yeah. <laughs> for me to take no for an answer. Me too. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In like so many ways. Um, I'm a total like fighter and I'll find a solution to something. I do not give up easily. I know that there's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, not something else that got like drilled into me as a kid. My mom always said, mm-hmm. if there's like no problem, if there's no problem, there's no solution. If there's no solution, there's no problem. Mm-hmm. And so cool. it was like, that's so true. Like I have to find a solution and yeah. there has always been one, right? Like have yeah. you ever had to like just give up on something it's like no there's always no, really. a way to get it done yeah yeah I feel like that if it if and if you do give up it comes back eventually and you have to work on it again anyway yeah yeah what so, else? i feel like another big one that you mentioned is as a founder and an entrepreneur you always have to be working on yourself yeah i think that's important like i go to therapy every two weeks still yeah and i feel like i walk out of those sessions with something of value 
and it might be home stuff or work stuff or whatever, or just personality stuff or how I deal with specific emotions. But it's really good that you're like looking inward and focusing on leadership as yeah. a person. Like that's a huge, something that a lot of leaders forget. And I've never, yeah. And I've never been in a leadership position in my life. Like mm-hmm. I never had a job where I was a leader, mm-hmm. even in school, you know, I was never like the leader of a lab or anything. I was just always mm-hmm. a follower. And mm-hmm. so I never learned how to do that. Um, and so that's something that I come to light now, but yeah, I go to therapy too. Mm-hmm. And I love therapy. It's so nice cool. to have someone because you have friends and family, yeah. but they don't understand what you're going through and how to help you. They're always yeah. just going to be so nice and be like, oh, you're doing a great job. Or like, yeah, but I want to do better. Po- po- toxic positivity. Yeah. Totally. Everything's great. Yeah. Like, no, what do you mean? Fine. It's like, well, but it's hard me, right you're now. You're so successful. <laughs> Look at how far yeah. you've come. And it's like. Things are hard still. They're so hard. And yeah. I feel like I really struggle with managing business and personal life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just so consumed by my business that it's been really hard for me to separate those that, two. And so that's difficult. Yeah, I hear you there. Yeah. So it's nice to have my therapist or our therapist. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the value is that you walk away with like each session, for example, you walk through like a you walk away with some kind of tool. Yeah. Or some to focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's um I'm trying to think, like uh compartmentalization is one thing that I had to work on where it's like you know, especially like negotiating and stuff. Like I just go, had to go through that big negotiation and whatnot. Yeah. And like in doing that, it was a lot of the stuff I was working on was compartmentalization and reminding myself, like, when should I keep my mouth shut or when should I not let something affect me in a specific moment and save it for later or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but that, that like one tool was the thing to focus on. For me right now, one of the things I'm working on in therapy is trust, right? So Mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, why don't you hire an ops person? It's like, Mm -hmm. what was my answer? So Mm -hmm. clearly I'm not, I'm not trusting of spending the time hiring someone, bringing them on and then trusting that they're going to do what I'm doing and better Mm -hmm. or, you know, like I just don't trust right now. And so that's something that I'm working on. And it's so great because I can carry that into my personal life, right? Mm -hmm. Like working on trusting with relationships and with my business. And Mm so I think therapy is so good. And especially when you're having to be exposed to so many different things with your business that Mm -hmm. it's really nice to have help organizing those thoughts and processes. Yeah. Trusting in leadership is so difficult. Yeah. Like I, and that's the thing I've learned is, you know, the management style that I've seen from people that doesn't work is when they, you know, have to like keep their hands on stuff versus me, I would rather pass a task to someone and let the, like, and not worry about it. And, to, and then if a fire comes up, step in to help and put it out versus worrying about a fire. And I've learned that that empowers them to figure it out. Right. And also over time, it takes so much stress off of you. Cause then when you realize like, okay, even if they're doing it 75 or 90% of the way you want it to be done. Yeah. That is saving you how many hours a week Yeah, or saving you, you know? Yeah. And I've experienced that. Like I hired a bookkeeper a few months ago that Mm -hmm. was awful, like Mm -hmm. so bad. Mm -hmm. So that just like stressed me out so bad. And I was like, I don't even know how to find someone else. Like I already knew, I found, like I realized I needed a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. I went and found somebody they failed so bad. Mm-hmm. And then luckily I got this guy referred to me just recently, but like you just said, oh, the stress that is relieved having yeah. him and just trusting that I, I can actually trust him because I've seen how great he is at mm-hmm. managing my books. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It is so worth it in the end. Yeah. But that is something I'm working on with the, alongside with the leadership thing and communicating is a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has different communication styles. And so it's totally. really good to learn about what yours is and how learn about use other it. people's and use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, three notes. Great notes. Yeah. Yeah. Looking inward. <laughs> yes. And it's just another great thing to work on. Like I love growing and learning about myself. And yeah keeps it exciting yeah yeah well those are that's great yeah good story (laughs) thanks for joining yeah thanks for having me yeah where do people find you you can plug it um i will plug it in just mossandfawn.com instagram Instagram. yeah Yeah. you're not on tiktok yet 
I am, yeah. How's TikTok? Um, it's just another thing, another grind. thing to learn about. It's and, a grind, right? Yeah. You have to do daily posts. I don't. So yeah, I that's the thing. It's like so hard to do that. Yeah. Well. That's yeah. great. Thanks for coming. So it was great having Sophia on another good conversation with a friend uh, to hear about the growth and a lot of the things that she's learned, but also continuing to work on as an entrepreneur, which is very important. Okay. So the number one thing that I thought was super valuable, especially for new entrepreneurs trying to figure out what they're going to come out with or what they're going to found is Sophia was always very solution focused. So she would look for problems and focus on ways and solutions to solve those problems. And that led her to the idea of the Forge Feeder and then her other products within the Moss and Fawn product line. The other field note that I thought was super valuable, which I actually used myself, is to actually write a business plan. This day and age, it doesn't seem like something people would normally do or focus on. Um, but she's proof that getting your thoughts down on paper and organized help you approach building a business in the right way. Uh, and even if you don't stick to the plan or stick to you know what you wrote down at the very beginning, it's worth just gathering everything in one place so you can just get it down on paper and make sure you're not missing anything. Uh, and some of the, those templates help you do that, uh, which can just help get the ball rolling in an organized fashion. The other thing that I thought was super valuable, which I'm also a believe, believer in with the brands that I've created, is the value of the brand itself and how you present yourself. Uh, and it's not just a logo that you throw on a product. If you have a good quality product, the brand and how that company presents themselves to the public or in their social media, their website, and their whole experience is incredibly valuable. And it's not just valuable bringing a new customer to you, but it's super valuable in keeping the customers with you along the way. The other field note that I personally also see of extreme value is constantly working on yourself. You know, like, for example, I go to a therapist, she goes to the same therapist. We, we work on ourselves and find ways to improve how we handle situations, how we deal with our emotions. Uh, this could also include reading self-help books and stuff like that, but also just talking to other founders and entrepreneurs and people in business and learning from them about how you can be better and getting the feedback so you can also improve. I thought that was great. And, and especially now that she's starting to move her business into the next steps, getting a new office, a warehouse, she's bringing on more and more employees. She's realizing that a lot of these things are of extreme value and she's constantly looking inward and, and working on those things. And that right there is how you progress as a founder and grow from just a single person business to a massive team and extreme growth. Like you have to look inward and focus on those things to get the success that you want. So that's it for episode two with Sophia. Thanks for watching. Follow us on all the social media platforms and stay in touch for our next episode. Uh -huh.